When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we're just hours away from the beginning of the Wisconsin State Fair, State Fair Park in West Dallas. Our own Charity Seebecker, as well as Allison Lund, are going to be covering details today. I'm Pam Youngke. Really glad you're along with us. We are going to touch base on some of the important notes that you need to remember about Wisconsin State Fair and State Fair Park, including the original Cream Puff. That's coming up. We're chatting this morning also with uh, Ryan Yonkman. He is one of the staff members with Everag. Yesterday we saw a big, big drop on our barrel and block cheese prices at a time when butter was going the opposite direction. What's going on there? Is this surrounding inflation? Is it about product movement? Ryan's going to kind of give us a little guidance on that in just a little bit. Weather-wise for today, Great way to kick off the Wisconsin State Fair. We should see sunshine, daytime highs today right around 82 degrees. Tonight, down to 58. Friday, another beautiful day, sunshine and 84. Saturday, a little warm at 92. And then by Sunday, maybe a possibility of some scattered thunderstorms. We'll be talking about that with Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, in moments. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Cream puffs, corn dogs, all the good food available starting today. It's the Wisconsin State Fair at State Fair Park in West Dallas. Bob Bosold, a long way from West Dallas here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. But, of course, down there, Steph, you're going to see a, a lot of things beside food. Get into the rural end and see a, a lot of cattle, and you'll see how well taken care of these animals are. Because when you get into August, it can get pretty hot. Oh, yeah, Bob. And if we find ourselves in another heat wave or those temps pick up while you're showing at the fair, we know you're worried about your livestock. And luckily, there are resources for you to go to to help keep your animals not only safe, but productive. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I talked to extension specialist and UW professor Jennifer Van Oss. She says if you think it's hot outside... It's definitely too warm for your dairy cattle. And she walks us through how to prevent both short and long-term implications of heat-stressed cows. 
thinking in the context of the Midwest. I know we consider ourselves more of a temperate climate, but heat stress is definitely a concern in our region for about half of the year. And from my perspective as an animal welfare specialist, I think that we actually underestimate the impact of heat stress on our animals sometimes. And so a lot of dairy producers are familiar with something called THI, which is the Temperature Humidity Index, which takes into account both air temperature and relative humidity, since we know that relative humidity can also increase the effects of the weather on the animals and not just the ambient temperature. And there's been a number of studies that have shown that milk production starts to, to decline at a high THI value. So for a while, that was considered to be 72, and then more recently it was revised to 68. So I think those are the benchmarks a lot of producers are familiar with. But again, thinking about animal welfare, we know that production problems happen quite late in the cascade of responses that animals have to heat stress. So by the time milk production drops, it means the animals have already decreased their feed intake to try to produce less body heat, and they go through other physiological and behavioral changes. And some of these changes are that animals tell us that they're feeling uncomfortable and would like some kind of intervention like cooling resources. And that happens sooner than a THI of 68. So I like to advocate to dairy producers to think from the animal's perspective, look for the signs that your cows are showing you and intervene before you see that drop in milk production. But you also mentioned other factors that I think are really important. So solar radiation or sun exposure is a really important one. So here in the Midwest, it's pretty typical that our dairy cattle do have access to shade in our housing barns, but of course we do have a population of grazing farms, and so it's really important in that situation that the cows have some form of shade. That's actually the first line of defense to keep them from gaining additional heat from the environment. So it's not just the temperature and the humidity, but definitely solar radiation is a huge factor. And I'm still surprised at that low number, 68, because we, I feel like people don't really feel that heat stress or get worried about, you know, their pets or whatever until it gets like to 90. But 68 seems pretty low. So how do you, how do you find a THI? Yeah, so it's there's a formula, but you can also find tables. So we have one through UW-Madison Extension. A THI of 68 would be equivalent to about 75 degrees Fahrenheit at a relative humidity of 20%, so pretty dry day. But if the relative humidity is as high as 90%, then you get a THI of 68 at only 69 degrees. And you're right, for people, it's not good to just go on when we feel hot because we're not the same as dairy cows. Dairy cows are essentially athletes working really hard to produce milk, and that means they generate a lot of body heat. So they're more sensitive than we are. And I feel like the worst that can happen is probably more than just decreased milk production. Why don't you walk us through the risk for our dairy livestock when it does get too hot for them? Yeah, there are a lot of impacts. So it starts with the animal's natural adaptations to try to maintain their normal body temperature within a narrow range. So like all mammals, they have a normal resting body temperature just like we do. And so they'll start by showing signs that we can look for, like increased sweating. They'll start to breathe faster. They'll start to pant. They'll show behavioral changes like drinking water or standing around the water trough, looking for shade, looking for cooling resources, and also standing up instead of spending enough time resting. But then if the heat stress continues, they'll eat less. And that's because when they eat and they 
have ruminal fermentation, that generates a lot of body heat, so they'll eat less, and that's one of the major reasons why milk production will drop, because that's also associated with a lot of um, body heat generation. But if the heat stress persists and remains severe, you can also see impacts on their fertility, so reproduction is an essential bodily function, but that will start to shut down, and then in really extreme cases, animals can die from heat stress. So yeah, those long-term implications impacting, you know, the reproduction of a cow. What about, does that get passed on to the calf? So that's a really intriguing question. And my colleague here in the Department of Animal and Dairy Sciences, Jimena Laporta, she has done some research both in Florida, where she was before, and here in Wisconsin, looking at these multi-generational effects that you talked about. So they did some really intriguing research where they cooled dry cows during the end of the dry period, so at the end of the pregnancy, and these cows did not have any kind of soaker or fan cooling earlier um, in their pregnancies, and just by cooling them for that short period at the end of the pregnancy, it made a dramatic difference for those cows' own milk production in the next lactation, but also a lot of really important impacts on that fetus. So after the fetus was born, there were differences in birth body weight, in growth, and mammary development. And then for those heifers, as they matured, it also impacted their future production. So I think that that's a really important point that you raise, that heat stress impacts not only the dairy cow, but also the next generation. So they're still working to investigate, is there a way to overcome those effects? Because it's really important to realize that the impact is not just on the animal who's right in front of you today, but also on the future of the herd. Jennifer, you had already walked through some of those symptoms, you know, different behavior changes in your animals if they are becoming heat stressed. But what are some of those red flags that you know you need to do something right now? And what should you do immediately if you're if you notice your animals are getting under some stress? I guess I'll answer that in two ways. Um, one of the most noticeable signs of severe heat stress, I think that's easy for people to recognize, is panting. So if a cow is breathing heavily with her mouth open, with or without her tongue extended, but especially if you see her tongue sticking out, that means that she's experiencing acute heat stress and that she could use additional help coping. So that is one of the cow's natural coping mechanisms to try to lose body heat, but that's a sign that it's escalated pretty far already. We also advise people to measure respiration rates because that's an earlier indicator. So if you see that a cow is breathing at 60 breaths per minute or faster, that's a sign that she's beginning to struggle to cope, and it's better to intervene then instead of waiting for panting. And you can also look for signs like cows standing instead of resting in the stalls or being bunched around the water trough, but that's a little bit harder to quantify. So we usually say if you see more than one cow panting, then it's probably not just a fluke. And if you see a large proportion of the cows breathing above 60 breaths per minute, that's really a warning sign. Yeah, and let's start with those low-cost, fast, easy, maybe, and then we can go into more of those permanent uh, interventions. <laughs> so if it's, if it's really an emergency, and I wouldn't say this is easy, but this is more just in a pinch, I would soak the cows with water, assuming they already have shade. So again, shade is absolutely the first line of defense. If your animals are in an uncovered kind of housing system, they absolutely need shade, because if they don't, it means they're producing a great deal of body heat, they're gaining heat from the ambient temperature, relative humidity, and solar radiation. So you need to make sure they have shade because otherwise they're gaining heat from solar radiation. So whatever heat they're losing, it's being counteracted. So that's absolutely a number one line of defense. 
assuming they have shade, there's two other strategies. And so I guess this isn't necessarily in an emergency situation. This is just best practice. So one is making that they ha sure they have adequately fast air moving over them because that helps move the hot air away and bring in cooler air. So I'll talk about that more in a second. But the third strategy is soaking the cow. So that means wetting them with enough volume of water to wet through the hair coat to the skin. And that also helps them dissipate heat. So a lot of farms have installed soaker systems either over the feed bunk where they turn on and off on a cycle while the cows eat or in the holding area for the milking parlor is another common place to cool cows with water. But I think that here in the Midwest, a lot of farms can get away with not having soaker systems if they have proper ventilation systems. And so um, if you have, for example, a naturally ventilated barn, it's really important to have fans over the resting stalls. I know some farms also have them over the feed bunk, but it's more important to have them over the resting stalls because that's where the cows should be spending half of their day lying down, and as they're lying down, they accumulate more heat, and then they end up standing up to try to lose that heat. Extension specialist Jennifer Vanna sharing what we should be thinking about over the next few months. It may only feel like we have three months of summer in Wisconsin, but for cattle, it's about half the year where that temperature humidity index can be too high. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hawk. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. At Rebath, they believe everyone should have a bathroom they love. That's why they do it all. From fresh tub and shower updates to smart, safe aging and accessibility solutions. Plus, complete bathroom remodels. Rebath's process includes design guidance, quality products and professional installation. Best of all, they'll be in and out in just a few days. And you'll have a brand new bathroom that you'll love for years to come. Visit their showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com for a no-pressure consultation. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter, fix, getter, done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
All right, day number one of the Wisconsin State Fair. we got to find out what's happening with the weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. And before we go there, got to tell you, rainfall reporters were busy in the past 24 hours' time. Got an update from Linda in Reeseville. 1.6 inches of rain. The other one that caught my attention, now i got to take a peek. I've got so many all at once. Uh, we also had uh, Lorraine from Horicon. 1.2 inches of rain. There must have been a little bit of punch yesterday morning, huh? There were a couple of spots where the rain really got heavy, Pam. You're absolutely right. I'm seeing here 53 hundredths of an inch at Madison, 38 hundredths of an inch at Mauston, and then there's 8 hundredths at La Crosse, 11 hundredths in the Fond du Lac area, uh, Jackson and Washington County. 51 hundredths of an inch, just over a half inch. So rain was kind of scattered, but uh, nonetheless, that activity's done. A weak cool front's pulling away from far southeast Wisconsin today, and high pressure is strengthening into our northwest. And what that high is doing is blocking rain from even getting close to the area. It's going to assure us of a good deal of sunshine and a bit of a north or even northeast breeze before the day's out. That keeps just a little more comfortable air, somewhat cooler, not quite so humid air around. Sounds like a very, very fine Thursday indeed. We start to warm it up a little as we head on toward Friday because we have to talk of the next system, and that system strengthening out already in Montana and Wyoming is going to push a warm front, a frontal system, if you will. First a warm front, then a cool front our way, turning up the heat for Saturday and Sunday, and then bringing some rain around. There could be some rain shower chances toward late Saturday. Lacrosse and Mauston already. The rest of us fall in with that rain chance later on into Saturday night. I'd expect into Sunday some rain. And right now, I'd say rain amounts up to a half maybe three quarters or one inch of rain around by late Sunday or Sunday night with that system rolling through. I'll have forecast details right after this. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So I became a Farm Bureau member almost 20 years ago to be part of the state's largest egg advocacy group. Plenty of opportunities within Farm Bureau for somebody that's involved in agriculture, whether to grow their leadership or to help be a leader in an industry that we have a great passion for. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Every time we have a solar system going up in the neighborhood, people are walking by, they're getting their kids out to come look at it. They want to see what, what it is and talk about it and, and understand it. And, and the, the best way to find out if it works is talk to someone who has solar. You probably know someone who's gone solar and, and knows a little bit more. If you have a neighbor that has solar, talk to them. See what they're saying. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Alrighty, Stu, a lot of folks headed towards State Fair Park, but then again, may still be some wheat getting harvested out there. What do you got? Well, I'm sure that, and I know there's some hay that we want to get in. Let's look for sunny skies and a really nice Thursday. Low 80s for highs with that north wind at about 5 to 10. We'll stay clear overnight. 
fall back into the upper 50s. That's not bad at all. The northeast winds develop about 5 to 10. Still sunny skies around for Friday, mid-80s, some upper 80s in the west. The cross looking at you toward Mauston. Winds will become southeast later in the day at about 5. And then there comes that rain chance. Um, call it sunny Saturday, partly sunny, maybe a shower or thunderstorm lacrosse or most in late Saturday. Low 90s for highs then. South winds at 5 to 10. A little more likely some rain develops later Saturday night or into Sunday, Pam. And by Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, we could have some heavier amounts to talk about come Monday morning. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to keep our rainfall reporters busy, that's for sure. Thanks, Stu. Catch up with you tomorrow. You bet. Have a good day. Do want to remember that uh, even if I'm not mentioning those big amounts, still saw that uh, we had one report from the north side of Beaver Dam, about uh, two-tenths of an inch rain. Alto, Wednesday, about a half an inch of rain. Uh, Tommy up in Stockbridge, about a half an inch of rain. So I'm getting your rainfall reports, but we just try to focus in on the ones that are really getting the attention over an inch or so. Just so you know, that number, 877-301-FARM. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, I'm Emma Smith, Pro Football Hall of Famer and three-time champion. Trust me, I know about joint pain. Pro Football's all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, talks about chronic joint pain and exciting new regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. I know what it's like to fight through pain, but now you and I, we have help. QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced all-natural regenerative medicine that can give you lasting relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Do you suffer with constant pain from arthritis or injury, pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, or lower back? Don't assume steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. Regenerative, restorative, natural solutions are now available. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation and learn how regenerative medicine can repair and restore damaged joint tissue. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. New kitchen? New bath? You can increase the value of your home without draining your savings account. AF Construction has easy finance options. For a limited time, 12 months, same as cash loans are available with approved credit. See the website for details. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. 
your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. What's the difference between shopping William Thomas Custom Jewelry and a franchise jewelry store? The young rep at the franchise store probably knows more about their cell phone than they do exquisite jewelry. And where will they be in the future when you need them? William Thomas Custom Jewelry is a Madison original, and they'll be here for you whenever you need them. Creating one-of-a-kind pieces and here for the long haul. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit englewoodgrassfarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood grass-fed beef, farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. A unique style of great country music. It's Colt Ford. With the outlaw southern sounds of the Lax. Performing live Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster. See John Deere in the It's Colt Ford and the Lax. Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, your grown-up getaway. Must be 21 to attend the Colt Ford and Lax concert and to enter the gaming floor. Time to pop on that helmet, strap yourself in, and stand on that pedal. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the race is on. Perfect for bachelor parties, company outings, turnkey Thursdays, or just because you want to drive a real 50-mile-an-hour racing machine. Go to SugarRiverRaceway.com for program schedules, run a race information, and what's on tap for this week at the track. Sugar River Raceway, just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on! assured once again it will be time for dodger baseball so this is vin scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be wow yeah you kind of get you kind of get chills listening to that because vin scully is legendary when you talk about baseball you talk about the dodgers vin scully's in every single conversation yeah And, and then at the same time a guy that's been around that long, he's talking about seeing the Yankees and the Giants play in the 30s. Like, <laughs> it's like we're talking about that's like back when Babe Ruth was playing yeah. for the Yankees. Now, when you ever hear someone say, like, oh, who's your favorite player? They go, oh, my favorite player is Babe Ruth. It's like, dude, you're 22 years old. You've never seen Babe Ruth. Vince Scully could kind of say something like that, Rowdy. And and the on top of all of that, when you think of some of the most memorable like calls of baseball games from like old playoffs where you have like kind of that uh, glitchy almost That's like film. Correct. It's like it's Vin Scully or he's got a lot of those calls and he's been around a, for a very long time, 67 years wild. And he's had some of the best calls and he's clearly probably the best when it comes to calling baseball games. Now a little personal story for me it was like towards the end of his career, I was in college 
And there was a couple times, and I had to go back and look to find the exact year. But I remembered that it was like in a fall, and it was towards the end of the season. And they were making note of it on MLB Network that there was going to be a day game between the Dodgers and the Nationals, and it was going to be Vin Scully was going to be on the call for MLB Network. Yeah. So I literally skipped the SOCH class that I had just so I could go watch <laughs> the game and listen to Vin Scully call it because – you know me, I love watching West Coast baseball. So when I stay up late, <laughs> a lot of times if they did have Vin Scully on the call for West yeah, Coast baseball, I got to hear it and it was super cool. So I'm like, this guy's getting older and older. He doesn't have much time left. Who cares about some stupid social class yeah. that you could sleep through and get a good grade? Yeah. I'm going to go watch Vin Scully. Hell yeah, dude. And I, I honestly think I've watched some documentaries over the years. There was one a few years ago. I don't remember exactly what it was, but... It was a really good documentary, and it had Vince Scully, and it was talking about Vince Scully. And there was a great line that was said, and the line was, Vince Scully did not call a game, uh, did not call a baseball game around a baseball game that was playing. The baseball game played around Vince Scully calling the game because every time it was, like, perfect. We talk about with Euchre, Bob Euchre, how he weaves stories in. And, you know, some, I love Bob Euchre. Some, some people, people may say, it. like, you know, since he's gotten older that, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't exactly know what's going on. Every time Vin Scully was on the call, it was like perfect. He weaved his stories in perfectly, but you still knew what was going on. He did that right up until his last yeah, game, yeah. and he was 88. Killing it. Crushing. And. It was Bob Costas on this documentary that said that. And I go, that is probably the the perfect thing you could say about Vin Scully calling baseball games yeah. is the fact that he didn't call the game around the actual baseball game. The baseball game played around him calling it. So now with that Nationals game, Jordan Zimmerman was actually on the mound for the Nationals. It was in 2014. And... Zimmerman at the time was still a, a really good starting pitcher, but Vin Scully, and he was having a, he was pitching a really good game against the Dodgers. Yeah. Vin Scully had like this crazy, perfect story that only Vin Scully could tell. Crafty. He was like around the game where Zimmerman's just lighting up the Dodgers and striking out a ton of guys and, and making them look bad. He's weaving in this story about, and there's Jordan Zimmerman on the mound. Now, if you don't know where Jordan Zimmerman is from, he's from Wisconsin, but not just Wisconsin. He's from the middle of the state, Auburndale. You got to take highway whatever up to there, and you'll run into Auburndale. And when you get just outside of Auburndale, you'll find a little sign that says, Welcome to Auburndale, the home of Jordan Zimmerman. And he knew, like, all these little facts studies, and everything about Jordan Zimmerman, where he was from, the highway, what took you there. And just everything was perfect while Jordan Zimmerman's out there Doing striking the out the Dodgers. And it was so cool to Love just it, sit dude. there, skip a class, and watch that game and actually get to listen to Vin Scully. Very cool. I've, goosebumps, Rowdy. Awesome stuff. Here we use a lot of F words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report 
with Pam Youngkin. Well, and another F word that we're going to be talking a lot about for the next 10 days, the Wisconsin State Fair. It officially opens this morning, State Fair Park in West Allis. If you're going to be in the area, keep your eyes open for Midwest Farm Report staff, Charity Seebecker and Allison Lund. They are going to be uh, bringing us more stories from the Wisconsin State Fair, including the All for One show, giving kids that have some disabilities an opportunity to work side-by-side with 4-H and FFA exhibitors in livestock uh, demonstrations, livestock exhibits. It's uh, really some super stories. Charity and Allison over there working on that and many others that we'll be having for you. I want to remind you, thanks to Armor Animal Health, we are going to be bringing you updates from the Wisconsin State Fair through all 10 days. Follow along on Facebook, Fabulous Farm Babe, or of course, MidwestFarmReport.com. And right here on the radio, we'll have uh, more State Fair stories for you as the big show unfolds, the 171st Wisconsin State Fair this year. And it's kicking off with beautiful weather. Sunshine today in 82 degrees. Sunshine tomorrow in 84. A little warm on Saturday. Sunshine and 92 degrees. So today is the fourth day of August. Let's see. On this day, back in 1944, Anne Frank was captured. That uh, story of a 14-year-old that almost survived the Holocaust is uh, still being shared worldwide. 1944, on this day, Anne Frank is captured. Happy birthday to former President Barack Obama. Also, a happy birthday to, uh, what do I call her, Uh, former Princess Meghan Markle. She's 41 today and celebrating here in the United States. And now you know. It's time again for our Alcibia Co-op Talk. All together in the state of Wisconsin serving you in a lot of different ways. And we're talking about some of the ways that Alcivia is engaged in community support. It is uh, something you probably recognize in many different ways. Ashley Schumacher is along with us, marketing manager for Alcivia. And this is a perfect time to have this conversation, Ashley, because I see the folks from Alcivia at a lot of different county fairs. You're not just walking in the barns. Alcivia stands behind a lot of those community-related events. Absolutely, yes. Thank you for having me this morning, Pam. Uh, yeah, we tend to, uh, you know, as a customers and visitors and patrons of the fair, we are there quite a bit, making sure that our customers and members are supported. And a lot of us have kids that are showing in the fair and everything else. So um, one thing that we are shifting towards as we move through our, you know, our first year as Alcivia and really trying to make the biggest impact that we have in the communities that we serve, one of those programs is our fair participation program. And I thought that would be a key thing to touch on today with you because we are in the throes of fair season. <laughs> if you haven't been to a fair yet, please get out there and enjoy and have a great time, eat some tasty food. But our program, um, the way we, the reason why we switched over to the fair participation program and really want to make sure that that um, hits home with our customers and members as much as it can is that we really want to support as many kids as we can. Um, this way, this program allows us to, you know, every kid from every family can submit a project um, we're at, of a livestock uh, option. Fair, um, fur and feather do are included in that. But we are have a link on our website that kids can submit, you know, tell us a little bit about their project, what they learned, how they did, and send us a picture. We want to see how you did, too. And then we'll send you $100. So it's something that this really allows us to impact as many kids in the communities and 4-H clubs and things as we can. 
Um, last year, we had about 75 kids submit their projects through this program. This year, you know, we're here at just the tail end of July, and there's quite a few fairs left on the docket, and we've already surpassed that. I'm really hoping that we can double that number from last year and support, you know, like I said, even more kids this year. Boy, that is an excellent way to keep kids involved. Uh, and like you said, have them slow down and think about what they actually learned. And people need to be aware of this, Ashley, because sometimes I think they expect a physical presence, for example, at the youth livestock auction. That can get pretty demanding on people's time, especially given the footprint that Alcivia now covers. Yeah, agreed. Yes, with the expansion and the merger last summer, you know, we really do cover quite the large territory, and it's, you know, gosh, upwards of probably 20-plus counties now. So um, this really does allow us to, instead of just, you know, supporting one child out of a family or one child out of a 4-H club, we can, you know, you have four or five kids in a family, we can support all of them, and we are more than happy to do that. I would love to support as many kids as we can through this. But, yeah, the physical presence tends to be a little challenging sometimes just because, like you said, the territory is so large. But we definitely still want to have that presence and absolutely, you know, bottom line, support the kids in the community because they're working really hard and they're working their butts off to do good at the fair and to show off their animals and their talents and we really want to make sure we're supporting that as best we can. Ashley Schumacher is along with us from Alcivia. She's the marketing manager, and you can find out more details about that $100 reward for kids sharing their fair story at alcivia.com. Ashley, let's talk a little bit more. If a county fair board member is listening in and they say, hey, we'd like to partner with Alcivia on a program, an event, something like that, is there an open mind to those kinds of approaches? How can they go about having that discussion? Yeah, absolutely. We have on our website, alcivia.com slash giving back, we have a donation request application form. And that's where um, folks, you know, if they're on county fair boards or in 4-H or FFA, um, I would encourage all of them to submit their request there for whether it be a donation, sponsorship, some sort of partnering in an event that they have going on. Um, as we move into, like I said, you know, our first full year with Alcivia here, we really have made um, a conscious effort to focus on four core causes in terms of our um, financial support and donations in the communities because we really do want to have as big an impact as we can. So those support, as you know, you had mentioned, Pam, the supporting agriculture and youth leadership. So that would be the FFAs, the 4-H, egg in the classroom, dairy breakfast, county fairs, stuff like that. Um, but then we also want to make sure we're focusing on ending hunger. Uh, you know, as farmers are growing a lot of food and producing a lot of nutrition for our communities and our patrons, and we support that through, you know, the local food pantries, summer lunch programs, making sure that kids and um, families have access to the foods that they need. Um, and then for Alcivia, our safety first culture is really important. That is something that we promote, not just on the donation um, front of things, but even just as a work culture. Um, we want to make sure that our, family, our employees are getting home to their family safely at the end of every day. So we really encourage first responders and local safety organizations, such as police, fire departments, to reach out and make sure that um, if they have a need, whether it be um, we supported uh, here in Cottage Grove, we had, they had a request for some Jaws of Life. They wanted to get new Jaws of Life equipment. We were like, heck yeah, let's you know support that and make sure that people can be safe in our communities. And we've supported a few other requests like that across the entire trade territory. Um, and then lastly, as I touched on initially in the conversation here, the Fair Participation Program. So those are some of the key areas that we really want to focus in. Um, but yeah, you can find it on the website, alcivia.com slash giving back. And um, that comes into, you know, my team and others here at the organization. And, you know, we really want to focus that impact as best we can. 
Excellent. Ashley Schumacher along with us on our Alcivia Co-op Talk. She's their marketing manager. And as she said, excellent way for you to stay engaged with Alcivia in very meaningful programs that might be happening in your community. Find out more. Alcivia.com. Look at the Legacy tab on the top of the page, and then you will find the giving back opportunities. Ashley Schumacher along with us. And that is our Alcivia Co-op Talk for today. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Do other people's opinions matter when it comes to rating a restaurant or a business? Well, if they do, then take a look at all the rave reviews for Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Now, their retail location is at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. The good news is BavariaSausage.com and Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. That's open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to provide you with the old world Germany experience. Take a look at some of the reviews from customers. This place is a gem. I was delighted to find real German food products and people who work there that are personally familiar with Germany. Placed my first online order this week. Excellent process and product. Check it out for yourself. Again, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage on Facebook or their retail location. Corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Ryan Yankman with EverAg is our guest in just a couple minutes. In overnight electronic trade this morning, we're still in the red ink. Right now, December corn's down 2, 594. November beans down 2, 1367. September wheat is up 7 cents right now at 770 a bushel. Tough day for cheese markets yesterday. Barrel cheese dropped 9.5 to 179. 40-pound block cheese down 3 and 3 quarters at 185. But the double-A butter gained two and three-quarter cents, now at 306 a pound. The September milk closed 50 cents lower at 1990 a hundredweight. October down 39, closed at 2039 a hundredweight. Coming up next, we'll find out what Ryan thinks about all those changes in our cheese price and the direction that butter's going. Stick around. He's our guest on a Thursday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chump Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. 
When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers Emsculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. Emsculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And again, day number one of the Wisconsin State Fair. We'll see you there today. Charity Seebecker, as well as our own Allison Lund, are going to be bringing us updates. Follow along on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, MidwestFarmReport.com. All brought to you by Armor Animal Health. Time to talk commodities. Joining us this morning, Ryan Yonkman with EverAg. And we got to start with this cheese market. Boy, a big sell-off again yesterday on Barrel and Black. But AA Butter rallies back. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me back. Um, it's been a, been a not fun wild ride here for about the last going on two months now. We uh, You can measure uh, top to current markets. Uh, being as deep as uh, over a $5 break now from the $25 milk we saw, again, just a couple uh, short six to eight weeks ago. And a lot of that having um, a ton to do with a a chunk of factors. One, we do have a little bit more milk in the United States than we did uh, a year ago. Supply has not responded strong, but it has come back. Um, Two, we've seen demand soften. Uh, By no means is demand being reported as weak. Um, but good doesn't appear to be good enough in regards to supporting, you know, 220, 230 cheese, $25 milk. So we've watched not only our prices, but world prices, at least in New Zealand, retreat quite hard. Uh, and UN prices have followed. Now, positive note here, the cup half full at $1.80 cheese, you know, even barrels cracked uh, $1.80 yesterday to $1.79. We, in our mind, should be very price competitive in the export market european cheese continues to hold in the 240s and at 180 versus that that 65 spread 65 cent spread generally tends to be quite favorable for u.s exports against a dollar that has softened some so um yeah the bad news this has been a major break the good news we do think we put ourselves right back into a nice export position uh, at a time of year where u.s demand is really right around the corner from starting to crank uh, going back into holiday holiday orders here. 
Got to ask you, with the, all the conversation about transportation transportation issues, California, is that anything that's playing into this conversation, Ryan? Uh, you know, it, it it's seemingly always part of the story, but we have not considered that to be a major factor, uh, let's just say, in this break. Um, this has had a lot more to do with, I think, again, export orders having slowed down a little bit more milk here. Um you know, we've added 15 or 20,000 cows in the central region. Uh, that allowed milk to get a little sloppy here, uh, again, during a time of year where class one orders are gone. So not, I, I wouldn't say anything major there. It's something we're watching. Uh, you know, the Port of Oakland was pretty big news there for a couple of weeks, but that seems to have been sorted out. Um, so nonetheless, always on the radar, but I don't think it's too much credit uh, for the, you know, 50-cent break we've seen in cheese here. You alluded to uh, New Zealand and a uh, heartbreak there. What about Europe? Are they still feeling the pressure from the weather they've been experiencing? Yeah, you know, they, um, they, they have held in you know, right near their highs for the year. If you look at a chart of New Zealand, U.S., and Europe, uh, New Zealand and, and U.S. have followed each other very close during this break. Uh, Europe, in regards to at least cheese here, However, it's held up very strong. Their milk production is still negative, you know, from weather to regulations to an energy crisis, kind of have all things working against them in regards to reasons to keep production in check. And that is so far what we continue to see there. Um, so that is a, that's a positive note for us, again, here uh, in the export world. Ryan Yachman's along with us uh, from Everag. You know, I got to ask you back on that European situation. Is that a stance by their government to make sure that dairy stays healthy? I mean, they're, they're starting to craft a very different mind frame on how they approach food production, especially in light of a world uh, recession. What's going on with that? Um, you know, <laughs> Hard to know the, the complete end game, but the most obvious one seems to be one very focused on, um, you know, the environment and the world we live in and, and chasing uh, carbon reductions and nitrogen reductions, um, you know, protecting, uh, again, the environment they live in. And that is something that although global food shortages have started to show their hand, um, it's something they've stood behind. We've watched regulatory uh, meetings and seen if anything would pivot there in regards to production um, pivots. And so far, they have held their ground and stuck to kind of this zero emission, zero carbon footprint um, uh, type legislation. And that, as long as in play, is going to continue to put pressure on the European dairymen. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Yachman along with us. Sounds like you've got a future broadcaster behind you, Ryan. Make sure that you uh, let them know about the farm babe for the future, huh? (laughs) I will do that. I will do that. All right, man. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks for taking the time this morning, Ryan. Always appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, Ryan Youngman joining us live, if you couldn't tell, this morning. Uh, part of the team from EverAg that's always kind of keeping an eye on what's going on with the global situation on dairy and right here at home. Ever.ag is their website. Okay, like we said, today is day number one of the Wisconsin State Fair. We've got team coverage that's going to be out there today. We're bringing you more stories tomorrow, including the identity behind Craven the Cream Puff, the dancing cream puff. 
exclusively here on the Farm Show tomorrow morning. Have a great day.